Today, my guest is our SEO expert, our favorite SEO expert, Paul Lee. I really enjoyed the discussion about Bigfoot we had before we turned on the mics and started rolling today. Can't wait to uh, dig into that. So just for the record, Paul is not a believer in Bigfoot. And Peter, what would you, your status on this, on this? (laughs) He's He's a believer. He's a believer. I'm a believer. Social distancing champion. Yes. Hide and seek champion of the world. Bigfoot. Bigfoot. My goodness. AKA Yeti. But we'll save that conversation for a different day. Today, (laughs) we're going to talk about AI, artificial intelligence, and SEO. Where next? What is happening between AI? Obviously, we're all hearing about AI, right? Yeah. 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 And kind of came out of nowhere. You know, people... I've always, I mean, they've always talked about AI since for you know fifty years. Probably it's been a it's concept that people have been thinking about, and they've, they've been developing things towards it. But most of the efforts were pretty lame, pathetic, you know, whatever. Until this year, last in the last year, and OpenAI came out with ChatGPT and kind of set the world on on fire with this thing. Like, it's hey, this is getting kind of close. This actually is usable and interesting and helpful. And, you know, so maybe AI is the way that we know where it's going. And of course, that shook up the world. Meta, Facebook, you know, tried to put out a, a chat bot, which they've obviously been developing, but isn't ready for prime time yet. And Microsoft has one, Bing chat bot, which is also somewhat unhinged. And so Google's put out Bard uh, even. So AI is really like taking over in the sense of uh, it's taking over at least a mind share. People are talking about it a lot. And one of the first things I saw when when when, um, ChatGPT came out is somebody tweeted SEO is dead. And Interesting. So, so let's back up just one second here. So, when we talk about Chat GPT, I, I did a whole a video recording of this. I have an article that I wrote in it with a video recording of this. But just to be clear about what Chat GPT four and AI and what we're discussing today is called generative AI, mm-hmm. where we're giving the AI, the computer, the software a prompt. And then it's spitting back a response based on the question that we asked. Generally, that's the form that you would ask. It's a question you'd ask, and then it will come back with an answer. So that that's sort of the, the, the premise of what we're talking about today with respect to AI. Yes, yes, absolutely. So uh, the quality of what AI generates is very much dependent on that prompt. It, it's interesting. People have uh, Some people... The first thing they do when they see something like ChatGPT or something is they try to break it. So right. they, they try to trick it or you know give it something that it won't won't understand uh, or try to skirt its rules. Other people look to it for to, to to explore and plumb its biases and political leanings because of you know how it's been trained or who programmed it or whatever you know. And I, I'll leave that to other people. I think uh, those are interesting questions. I suppose. I mean, I'll, I'll right up there with like, should we even be doing this at all, or is that going to cause the extinction of humankind? <laughs> Oh, I haven't had enough coffee. <laughs> no, we, we're, we're we're yeah, we're going to stick to search engine optimization. Exactly, and AI exactly. And, so, and, so and how they so, do they work? Are they compatible? Are you out of business uh, <laughs> because AI is going to take over your job? Yeah. So that's the that was the, the instead of looking to figure out how to break it or to look to figure out what, why it says what it says. My first thought was, how can we use this? I mean, that's that's the, the, the first thought. And I think that's for a lot of business people, that's the first thought they're going to have is, how can we use this? And is it any good? So I've looked at it. I've played around with it. I've used it for some projects. And I was initially somewhat skeptical in, the, in terms of I thought Google was going to probably 
penalize people for using it. But Google recently has come out and said that there is no penalty for using AI-generated text, as long, this is the big caveat, as long as it's helpful. And that's the same for human-generated content. Mm -hmm. As long as as the content is helpful, Google doesn't mind. Because uh, if it's it's sort of wasting space and just take just words for the sake of words, if it's incorrect information, those sorts of things, then yeah, it's it's not going to be helping your content. But Google says, as long as it's helpful, absolutely fair game. So that was like, okay, let's test this thing out and see what it does. And my big question was, is it going to put me out of business? I, I, I don't think it will put me out of business. Mm. No, no. No, I, th- I, think, uh, I think it's useful. It's massively useful. I think it's, it's very intriguing, and I think it will probably streamline some, el- some parts of, of the job, especially content creation. But it has to be babysat. Like you have mm. to watch it. So your your conclusion so far is that it's good at a couple things. What are the specific things? So one is content. You, content, but is it? Are you going to actually let it write the whole content? Or are you going to use it for a part of the process? Or where are you seeing it most useful right now? Um, right now, um, I've used it. I've, I have tried to have it write something completely. I find that it writes pretty generic kind of text and it's not that great um so what i've what i've found works much much better is to say um ask it a question like um i need 10 topics about roofing uh that people search for and are are asking for questions about um, I need each of one of them. I need ten of them, and I need each one to start with a gerund, like um, finding a roofer, inspecting your roof. You know the ings, mm-hmm. gerunds or ings. So um, I, give me ten of those. Boom! It gives me ten topics. Um, now I might say, okay, I like topic number three. What are four subtopics underneath that, in the form of questions that people might have? Um, that and so I use that to organize my own writing. Um, now, that's in the writing process. You can even start earlier than that. It does help. It's super helpful in initial research, especially if you don't know much about a topic. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, somebody needed an article very quickly. Um, it's not somebody we usually write articles for. And so we were just like coming up to speed very fast. And um, and so I just put in, what are four the four biggest questions about such and such? And boom, it gave me the four biggest questions. Uh, and, how, and how might you answer, how might other people answer those questions? Boom, I got the answers for those things. So um, now I'd still had to run it past the people who we were writing for and make sure that this was right because I don't know that area all that well. And one thing I have found is that AI, this goes into the category of what doesn't do well, AI can be extremely confidently wrong. It can be like, this is exactly what it is. And you say, actually, I I know 100% that that's not it. And it goes, oh, I'm sorry. It's not, you're right. It's not. Like, but if you didn't well, question, actually, you wouldn't know. Well, actually, and and uh, one of the features of at least uh, AI, OpenAI's ChatGPT, is that you rate the um, response. Yes, so you can give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Yes, yes, and then it says, "What did you like about it? What did what was wrong with it? What could be better?" Mm-hmm. So it's using that as part of its AI model to get better and better. So in theory, if people actually take the time to give a little bit of a true answer as to what was wrong with it mm-hmm. over time, the AI gets smarter and smarter, which is one of the core features of uh, 
you know these models exactly exactly um and ultimately it's you know it's trained on material it finds on the internet which is not necessarily always 100 percent accurate as you know so, what <laughs> what I, I think there may be occasional pages out there every once in a while where somebody publishes something which is total and absolute crap so it it has been fed. Speaking of Bigfoot, <laughs> Bigfoot again, yeah. I, after this, you need to you need to ask Chat GPT what it thinks about if it believes in Bigfoot or not. Um, and I'm, is Bigfoot real? Is Bigfoot real? I'm gonna I'm gonna be interested in that question. And and then after that, ask it the ultimate question of life, the universe, and everything, um, and see if the answer is forty two. Uh, so it's it it doesn't. It, it AI can be um, very confidently wrong, so you have to just you have to double check the work, you have to um, to babysit it a little bit, but it's massively helpful in terms of generating lots of ideas, um, in terms of uh, coming up with subtopics, in terms of coming up with I, I I here's a here's a description for a page I wrote. Give me five other variations of that description, and I pick one that I like better. Well, and that's one thing that I've used it for. Uh, that's probably the primary use I've used it for with respect to the work we do in marketing is using it to write some headline copy. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I need 10, 30 character headlines for going back to your roofing example for a residential roofing company. Mm-hmm. Uh, for homeowners so for specifically stating google ads so the more specific you can be about your prompt mm-hmm. or your question the better the answers are and i've used you know i asked for 10 three of them were good mm-hmm. the other you know seven were just like blah but the other thing i've done with it is used it to rewrite copy that i already wrote or that we already wrote so we've actually gone on to our website taken a block of text and say summarize mm-hmm. this, mm-hmm. or um, taking it and say uh, rewrite this. Just rewrite this, mm-hmm. and it'll just rewrite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and of course you still need to edit that or read it. Read it. Oh, yeah. because it can make mistakes. And there are there are yeah. things. There are other tools besides. We don't want to boil AI down to just Chat GPT. There um, there are things like uh, Quillbot and Jasper. And other things that are out there that all have different yeah. capabilities. Um, Quillbot specializes in rewriting and doing exactly what you just said, um, and can do things like I've written this 500-page article uh, blog. Uh, can you make it re- rewrite it in a more expansive way, or in a friendlier way, or in a simpler way for us, an easier so you can reading? Change on. the tone. Change the tone, yeah. and it, and it, and it, it's quite good at that. Um, so those are kinds of the things, but we're not asking it to write from scratch that much we're and even if you do ask it to write you like you said the quality of the prompt matters a lot so when you say don't just say uh write an article about uh roofing you need to say uh come up with some topics here's a topic uh write at least a thousand words i want at least five points uh each point must be persuasive use as many transitional phrases as possible avoid passive voice sentence construction etc so you're giving it lots of um kind of uh guardrails um and 
then, even then, it, it, it often doesn't stick to the word count. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't do exactly what you say, but it tries. Um, and so, you know, it's a, it, that's a super helpful thing. Um, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. I think, I think what will end up happening is um, there will be sort of a hybrid solution between content writers and AI. So they will use it for idea generation for, uh, I've written this headline, but I would like six other variations and I could pick what a slightly better one, or maybe mine's the best one. Um, you know, and so they're using it to, to more quickly uh, iterate through possible different ideas and things. Um, but it's never going to replace a human re- reading it, and then not not that's just, that's just for content. We're we're talking also SEO is far more than just content. So um, pulling together all the threads of links and headlines and on-page uh, stuff that's you know in the behind-the-scenes stuff and page optimization things and speed optimization and all that stuff that isn't getting replaced by AI. So um, you know content ideas. Things that you give it explicit instructions and it say, go do that. Don't be creative. That, that, that you're not asking the AI to be creative. A, like, read an AI poet poem. AI-generated poems are terrible. Like, they, they can't, mm-hmm. they just don't think creatively like we do. Um, but if you ask it for very, very specific things, and then it will follow those instructions, and it does it quite well. Got it. So, one of the things that I've, found it most useful for is just generating prompts to get me started. So I'm or not generating prompts, but I, I will feed it a prompt, just a, a seed of an idea. Mm-hmm. And then it will, like I'll say, give me five uh, thoughts on this topic. Mm-hmm. And it'll, and a lot of times what I was thinking, but wasn't able to actually put down on the page will pop up. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. So I'll grab one of those. Mm-hmm. So I find it very helpful. And just in terms of um, helping the creative process. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think that's a, that's a, that's a great way of um, it's sort of like bouncing ideas off a friend or sitting out for having a brainstorming session um, is right. what it feels like. Um, yeah. And because it's got this massive library of information and it's got, you know, basically an endless vocabulary, um, it can come up with all sorts of slightly different phrasing and things that make you go, ooh, yes, I like that better. I'm going to grab that. Um, I, I saw another cool thing that it does. Um, I did not know this until I just just um, today actually learned this. You can ask it to output things in formats other than things like paragraph and all that stuff. So you can say things like, um, uh, cat- you know, here's a, here's a list of, 10 things about roofing, categorize uh, them into um, things that you need to know before you do and things you need to know after you buy, whatever, and output the results in a table. It will make a table that shows which things are you know, from before the sales process to after the sales process. Um, you can So it, it will put out a table. Um, you can say put out in the form of an outline. You can, th- then this is the coolest one. I, I mean, I'm not even sure when I'll use this, but you can... Um, I had a client that needed to uh, exclude some files from Google uh, through their robots.txt file, which is a, a file on the web server that, that search engines look at to see where they're allowed to go and where they're not. And um, it's got its own syntax and things that have to be there or whatever. So um, I saw somebody write the prompt to ChatGPT. Um, I want 
Google to not be able to access this page, this page, and this page, and I want Yahoo not to be able to access anything. Please write my robots.txt file, and it output the robots.txt file for them. There it was. So it's writing code. Basically. It's writing code for you. So you tell it what you want, and it generates the code that you need. That you then so I could go to the developer or the the, the guy that's the you know the um, webmaster for that website, and I could say, here's exactly what you need to put in your robots.txt in order to block out these particular files um, rather than saying hey man can you go look that up and here's the things and he's got to go find the syntax for it and whatever instead i just send in the actual snippet of code so you saved an hour or two of work yes absolutely and i because I don't, I don't know i don't work with robots.txt every day i know what it is i know how to you know what it's supposed to do and and i can go figure out the syntax but it's not something i would do every day so you know enough to get it done exactly but and it's not and, something that yeah and chat gpt can say, I, ChatGPT knows exactly the format that it needs to be in and spits out the code for me. Thank you very much. So they're, they're you probably heard about this. They're actually implementing uh, OpenAI into GitHub for code generation. So mm. you can actually use it explicitly for generating code. I can see that, I can see that because a lot of times you'd want to be able to, you can explain what you want to do if this exists, then do this. But if this other thing happens, then I, w- I want to make sure it does. It's, you can explain it. And then if something like that can then turn that into actual code to do that in this language. Oh, actually, I changed my mind. Can you put it out in Perl? Or can you put it out in Ruby on Rails? Or can you put it out in JavaScript? Which which are different, All different uh, computer, computer languages. languages. And it was just put it out the same logic, but in those languages. So, so uh, I've got a novel application of AI that I just ran into two days ago, Seth Godin. Mm-hmm. You know who Seth Godin is? Mm-hmm. Seth Godin is a probably one of the preeminent authors, writers, marketing books. He's written um, Permission Marketing was the first book he wrote that I got a hold of. Uh, he's prolific. He's very thought-provoking just a great he's basically he's like the guru of marketing Mm -hmm. uh, of modern marketing i should say and he took five million words of his own work and used that as an a library that a chat was that a chat is based on Mm -hmm. you can ask it questions (laughs) And I did that. Mm-hmm. So I said to Seth, basically, it's like talking to Seth. Mm-hmm. Based on five million of the words, he's, I mean, the guy's prolific <laughs> author. So let me look it up here, and I'll tell you what I asked it and what we came back with. Okay, so here it is. Um, Seth. So the first thing I said is, what are... Three things good marketers should consider when planning an ad campaign. Very simple prompt. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it came back with, first of all, who are you trying to reach? If the answer is everyone, start over. (laughs) How will they become aware of what you have to offer? Question mark. What story are you telling living spreading? 
By answering these three questions, a marketer can ensure that their campaign is targeted, effective, and resonates with the worldview of their target audience. Additionally, it's important to consider the fear that may prevent action, the timing of the campaign, and the potential word-of-mouth impact. Hmm. So, I mean, that is exactly what I was looking for Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as I go about my work. I copied and pasted it into a Word doc and I have it, or a a Google doc and I have it (laughs) uh, pinned to the top of my, uh, to the work that I do. Now you you combine that with the the new deep fake kind of technology with videos and, and all that. And you could have Seth Godin give you a one-on-one masterclass, um, you know, based on, yeah, yeah. Um, that that stuff is it's it's powerful, um, but you have to have that that library of information like a Seth Godin has produced, you know, to in order to create that. But yeah, that's uh, that's an amazing amazing ability to do that. So AI's got some stuff; it's definitely there, um, and I, I I can see what what the hubbub is about. Um, but ultimately, you have to have a Seth Godin create that information so that the AI can do it. Right, yeah. right. So, in conclusion, I mean, it's it's a tool, right? AI, ChatGPT, it's only going to, or not ChatGPT, I shouldn't say that. Generative AI mm-hmm. is a tool. Mm-hmm. And I think we're just getting started. Yeah, no. I think um, I think you, when you, when you treat it like a tool and you, you learn how to use any tool, and it's the same thing with any tool, um, you learn what works best, um, what to avoid, um, how to, I mean, for lack of a better word, exploit it um, uh, and use it to its fullest, fullest potential. Um, that's great. Um, and so we'll use it to streamline some processes. Um, still takes a human. A human is still is still needed to be involved. Um, it may change some writers' roles from writer to uh, writer slash editor of AI generated copy. Um, right, but uh, that's really not much different than a lot of you know. I've looked. You know, did you? What did you do to write this article? I looked at five other articles that were out there to kind of get some ideas, and I made my own thing. Well, that's kind of what this is. That's what. You know, but except if you're looking at five million other articles. Yeah, I was going to say that's this on steroids. <laughs> yeah, and that on steroids. So Zapier, who makes a uh, API uh, connection tool that we use a lot to connect cloud software or software as a service uh, entities to others, it's uh, Zapier. They came out with an article just recently. It said, "Don't make these." mistakes with AI and I, it's pretty much where we got to here. Don't let it work unsupervised. Mm-hmm. Don't over rely on it as a research tool. And the last one I thought was pretty funny. Don't pretend you're not using it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, mean, I think, um, I think we can all uh, understand the, the advantages that it might provide, but it's still, uh, it's going to require humans. So it's not like, uh, hey, we're, we're, we're taking your money because we're just having a computer do it for us. You know, um, it's not that at all. Uh, it's, and it's, no. it, if it ever gets to that point, um, you know, I'll eat my hat. I just don't think it's going to happen. Uh, not that, not that, like that. So, uh, yeah, if we, it, we're not, we, we are using it. Um, but we're not uh, abusing it, and 
and and using it in ways that uh, aren't uh, helpful to our clients. It always goes back to what Google said. If, if they, they don't have any penalty for using AI, as long as it's helpful. As long as the qu- content that we're creating and all the stuff that we're doing is helpful, then that's then that's 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 where the proof's in the pudding. 